What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a very special episode of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, hopefully, the MVP Marco does not come after me and Sheena, aka Chick Foley, for some gimmick infringement. But we did another interview. This is a follow up from last December when we interviewed Dan Turnquist of Turnquist Custom Fig Belts. Um, this guy's really like the top dude in the game right now making these belts. And we just want to touch base to see, you know, what's changed in the operations, how the, you know, differences in the the custom belt game from last year to this year and what he's got planned for 2024. So we have a nice conversation with Dan. He answers some of you guys listener mail, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. You can find links to his social media and his email to order belts, um, down in the comments below. And without further ado, here is our interview with Dan Turnquist. All right, so with the housekeeping out of the way, I'm going to let Sheena kind of run point on this one. She's, uh, you know, not to steal the MVP Marco's gimmick, but she is another <laughs> really great interviewer that we have here. It's part of her skill set with the within the Chick Foley show universe. So, uh, Sheena, let's kick off our conversation with Dan the Man. So I think the first thing on everyone's mind, so if you haven't, you know, listened to this, like I said, go back and listen to part one. But the, the thing that's on everyone's mind right now. The big right tease now, he left us with. The big tease. Um, we, we all want to know how the return of red daniels went um, so can you uh can you give us a little a little you know recap of how, how it all went down it's so wild to think you guys had had brought that up and i was like i'm so far i'm officially done for sure like and we said that uh, before though yeah. i know you were i know before. Hey, yeah, never is, say never well, this is the wrestling, wrestling yeah this is pro wrestling carney 101 guys <laughs> so i sold any, any my pro wrestling ring even i sold my real ring and everything oh. like it's i'm i'm and but i did sell it with the caveat that the booker has to book me if i ever want to be booked so <laughs> so basically it was cool to like come back and and i knew some of the guys because i'd been gone for i think roughly three years right and it was no, we worked the whole locker room. Like none of them knew that I was coming back at all. So like I showed up to the show and people were all like, what are you doing here? And uh, one of my really good friends, Cash Borden, all he did was walk up to me and he goes, dude, you were on MDT. And I was like, I, I know. I was like, you're probably the only person here who knows that. <laughs> um, but it was cool to like see some guys. And then like, there was some animosity because like indie pro wrestling is, a bunch of divas. It's basically like a high school. Petty. Locker. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I could it, see how it could get really petty. And, and petty. so, especially if like a guy who was, was previously kind of like top of the card comes back, you know, some people are all like, don't want to see you back. And then other guys yeah. did, but it it's was a zero sum game. If one person's dude, moving when, up, when, like when, a, when a former down. champ makes his return, it's good. It is going like to ruffle. CM Punk, dude. Yeah. It's going to ruffle you, some so feathers. Let me tell dude. you, you say that I legitimately, this was around brawl for all. I'm pretty sure. Right. I think so. I <laughs> yeah. was, I was legit joking and I was like, I'm going to cut a promo and say that the only reason I'm back is because, you know, like nobody can cut, nobody out here can tie my boots and, you know, you guys need me. And he was like, you got to be eating like some kind of local cookies from like our local place while you just, <laughs> just run down the whole locker room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I sat in the back the whole time and uh, it was at a local gym. So it was kind of weird because like the dressing room was also the gym like locker room. So, mm -hmm. uh, Guys were like coming in and out, like to get changed to work out. And I was just sitting there, and all I could think was, like, Man, I'm really happy I'm not wrestling tonight because I'm just sitting here in street clothes. I'd be real awkward if I was dressed up like a wrestler at like my local Gold's gym. <laughs> so, but it was, it was cool. I came out and I, I kept telling the promoter, like, Dude, no one's gonna, 
no one's going to remember me, you know, and he's like, they're gonna, they're gonna lose their mind. And, and the champion does this thing. He wins his match. He's like, I've beaten every former champion. I'm the greatest. And my music plays and I walk out and everybody's standing ovation. Welcome back. I was like, this is pretty cool. We got a kick out of watching the clip you posted. Yeah. It was, it was fun to watch. It was dude. Fun. And, uh, and then I did the little thing and I shook his hand and hit my finishing move on him, you know, and I thought that was cool. And I helped to tear down the ring and all that stuff. I've always been big on like paying your dues. And, uh, and then here come the next show was like a tag match kind of thing. You know how they'll do like the, the two like big feuds, tagged together you know kind of like the two singles matches yeah so we did that in a tag match and i i was i could tell the ring rust instantly like uh, dude, that was gonna be one of my questions was uh was how how was the ring rust was it uh <laughs> so because i know i mean you had to prepare a little bit but i mean there's no there's nothing that prepares you for pro wrestling other than pro wrestling you yeah know? not not at all i'd gone up to like the training school that we have and like bumped around with some guys and but nothing's like so just a funny story is like we're sitting in the back and sorry to tell anybody this, but wrestling, you do talk to each other. So I'm talking to this other guy. Oh who's, my God. Way to, <laughs> way to break the fourth wall, man. Dude, I invited kayfabe to the interview. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Um, so I'm, I'm like the match that I'm in is like the champion guy who I'm going <laughs> to wrestle. And then like a super, super indie guy, right? Like hardcore yeah. indie guy does all kinds of super kicks and stuff. And we're talking about this comeback spot. And he goes, what do you want to hit as your big fiery comeback? And I'm like, what if I hit you with like a punch and then like a dusty elbow and a body slam? And the dude just looks at me. He's like, you want to do a, a punch and a body slam? That's it. And I'm like, is that not cool enough or something? And he goes, no, nah, I mean, it's whatever, dude. It's your thing. And I'm like, I'm like sitting there the whole time thinking like, Oh God, dude, I need to change what I'm going to do. Like people are going to think this dude's so lame. And so I'm like, I'm like, all right, maybe I'll do. And I'm like, I finally said, no, screw it. I was like, we're going to go, we're going simple. We're going like body slam, leg drop, you know, like we're doing it. We're doing it like I used to. And uh, we get out there and we're kind of doing the thing where, you know, the crowd, I got to cut a promo, which was really cool. I got to cut a promo about like, you know, Hey, I'm back and I'm coming for the belt and everything. And, uh, we got in the ring and the guy immediately like locked me, locked up and put me in a headlock and I couldn't hear a single thing he was trying to tell me. So we, I was so lost and I was, I was like blown up instantly. I was like, before I even like hit the ropes, I was just so tired. Cause I was like, Oh my God, dude, I'm so nervous, but it went over well. And then the next, the, the last match, it was like a, it was a career versus title essentially. Right. So I yeah. get in, I get in the ring where the main event we're talking and we're at some some random venue and the guy's like, the promoter is like, hey, we got to be out of here by nine o'clock. And I'm like looking at the guy and I'm like, oh, sweet, dude, because we were supposed to go like 20 minutes. I was like, we could go like 10 then. <laughs> and uh, the other guy goes, no, screw it, man. We're going we're going as long as we need. <laughs> oh. He's like, trying to have like the Dave Meltzer five star class. I was like, I was like, dear God, I was like, I'm going to die, aren't I? And uh, <laughs> like. I'm like 330 pounds, right? So the guy I was wrestling. It was the one of the first times in my career I've wrestled somebody who was my size. So we were trying some stuff out before, and like I was trying to pick him up on my shoulders, and I could like get him up, but it wasn't well. Oh my and I, was, God. I was just like, man, I was like, this sucks. I was like, this is gonna be so <laughs> awful. I was like, these people are gonna just like boo us out of the building. Nothing against him. He's awesome. He still wrestles everywhere. But uh we get out there and and like I'm saying within a couple minutes, I am so tired. And I like 
like I get tired thinking about this match. No joke. So it was I'm, cool. I'm t- I, like I'm, I'm tired. Like I can't even imagine. Like I, I would. Uh, I can't even imagine, dude. Just because, like you said, the nerves, your heart's pumping, and then you know you're you're not. You're a little bit out of practice, and then yeah, just uh, and how nervous you would be. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm. A, I, and I've never worked with this guy because in our tag match. So that's another thing. It's like when you've never wrestled with someone, you don't really know. Once you wrestle yeah. some guys, you kind of get used to what you can kind of expect. You know, like some kind of stuff they like to do or where they can go. But we talked out a lot of stuff, and man, I was just like, there was one point about halfway through the match where he hit me with something, and it was kind of like a double down spot. You know, where the refs like one, yeah. two. I'm laying there and I'm like, I can't get up. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to a hot route to a new finish. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was just like, I, and I was like, we've got like, like six more spots planned. And I was oh, like, I don't think I can God. stand up. <laughs> and I stand up and I run at him and I hit him and he ducks his clothesline. And then I knock him down and I hit him with a couple things. And I'm supposed to hit him with a body slam and a leg drop. Like I said, and I get him up for the body slam. I hit the leg drop and I laid there and I pinned him. And I said, I, I, I said, I'm, I think my heart's going to explode. I was like, I'm so tired right now. And I hit him with this and it's like a falsy. And then the next spot was this, this top rope spot. And it's so funny. I think about it all the time. I go to the top rope and I really wanted to do this thing where like, I'm at the top rope. I'm about to hit him with like the crown, you know, like the, I will rule you. And, uh, he comes up to get me and we like tease a superplex. Cause like, that'd be super cool. But like, I'm not an idiot. So I'm not doing a superplex. So he like climbs up to the rope and, and, I'm so tired. I can like hardly stand on this top rope and he's like hitting me and catching. And I'm supposed to jump off for the crown and, uh, and he's supposed to hit me with like the lowdown, you know, like the D low Brown, yeah. or like the bubba, the bubba bomb, whatever. And I don't jump. There is zero, <laughs> zero jump. So he just like, <laughs> nothing happens. So I like, I just like punch him in the face as hard as I can. And I'm like, try to get him and hit the ropes. And I just like, punch him, run toward the ropes and he just and we try to get it. He just like picks me up like a child, basically, and just like chucks me to the side because I didn't jump enough. Oh and I'm laying God. there, and this is the end of the match. I'm laying there, and I'm just like, all right, I got to hit my finish two times and then take his because we were trying to do like a super Cena kind of thing where I was like, I'm going to hit my finisher on him one time and then tell the crowd like, not enough, I'm doing again. And then yeah. when I go for the second one, he like he does like the black hole slam, so like fall out, do a black hole slam. I hit him. I go to hit him with my finish and he just like, he takes it, he gets up and he just like throws me off the ropes. And I'm thinking this black hole slam is going to look so bad because like, I can't get up. And and that man picked me up. Like I was an infant child, dude, and slung me at full 360. And <gasps> Does anybody the- have a recording of yeah, this match? It's on Instagram. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think okay, it's on yeah, my Instagram. Uh, Cause yeah. I had somebody live stream it there. So I want to say it's on, he, he 360, like just black hole slams me so hard and he put me down and I was just like, Oh my God, dude. I was like, I think, I don't know if I'm going to live through this. And like, you're like, I'm never th- doing this again. He counted three and I was just laying there and I was like, I'm done. I was like, I either have to like commit to being in the gym 24 seven or like I'm done. But you know, we got to the back and the guy was like, everything good out there. And I was like, everything good out there, dude. I was like, I'm sorry. I like blew up on you. Cause some dudes in the industry, will like get upset if you blow up like you know like and it it can go bad it can go really bad because you know you don't get to wrestle a lot and yeah sometimes it's it's somebody's only chance to get a real a real legitimate look from people you know and it can be dangerous if you're tired and you're trying to do something you know you can't properly do it yeah i I feel that and so like 
I'm lucky that this guy was pretty cool because I was just like, man, I, I, I could not. I, luckily, I, I like have the wherewithal to try to to do some stuff the right way and stuff. But yeah, I was just like, I got to the back and I was like, I was like, as long as you're cool with everything, dude, I'm cool, but I, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, dude, it was a great match. It was awesome. And I was just like, I can never get in a pro wrestling ring again. So how, how sore were you like the following days? Like I was how, how like, a how med- bad like was it, it wasn't as bad. Cause like I'd gone up, like, I'll tell you this bumping is one of those things that like, if you're doing it a lot, cause when I was wrestling, I was wrestling two nights a week, roughly, and then practicing another two nights. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a pretty consistent, you know, like 15, 20 bumps every few days. You kind of yeah. build up, build up like a tolerance to a tolerance. it. I feel but you. The first time you bump in a long time and you haven't, you get this like horrible pain, shoots down your neck, into your shoulders. And so I still sure, had. totally I, healthy for you. Yeah, yeah, really. And I had that for a couple of days, but like. I, one of the things that's like, it was weird. So growing up through high school and stuff, I used to always be in bands. And when you got done playing like local shows, you'd always have this like ringing in your ears. And like, you have the same thing when you're done, like when you're leaving a pro wrestling show, it's like everything's so quiet because it has just been so loud. And like, that was probably like, I had that feeling like tinnitus or whatever it's called for like days. We're just like, yikes. Yeah. And then like the ring is loud when you're hitting it. Uh huh. But I wasn't, terribly sore i'm lucky that i've made it through wrestling as long as i have without any serious injuries except i had a, a ankle spread a high ankle sprain one time but that's it yeah that's pretty minor like in the in the wrestling world you know yeah I mean? there was a guy i wrestled considering with who, the injuries that you could uh there was get. a guy i wrestled with who had a fracture in his uh fracture in one of his vertebrae from taking Ugh. a bump wrong so yeah it, God. you can see it it happens for sure and you don't want it to happen for like a hot dog no, no, hell no. Yeah. We're going to feed you a hot dog out of the uh, session stand. Th- <laughs> exactly. Thanks for coming. I used to drive two and a half hours to a show and that's all we ever got paid. If they didn't sell all the hot dogs, they'd let us have them. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, that's, that's the love of the game right there. Yeah. That's uh, uh, one of my favorite matches was up there though. Cause I wrestled one of my buddies and I don't want to go off on a bunch of tangents, but we wrestled all good. and neither of us were really known. It was one of our first times going up there. And this is like a place that's in a, really rural Illinois. I know we were talking about like rural Kentucky, but like this Mm -hmm. is a small town of like a couple hundred people and there's no big towns around it, but they like eat, sleep and breathe pro wrestling. They have a small old church. It used to be, they got converted into a wrestling building and uh, these, the same like 50 people come every Tuesday night and like watch this show. And so my buddy and I come up to wrestle and the crowd's just like, who the hell are these people? And my, I'm supposed to be the bad guy friend. I'm wrestling the the baby face. He comes out and he's like, let's go. And they're just like, you suck boo. And it's just quiet. And I come out like they kind of booed. And we did a little spot where he like, we lock up and he rolled me up, got a no count. He's like, I almost had you. And someone in the crowd was like, you didn't even get one. No, you didn't. And (laughs) and halfway, halfway through the match, someone in the crowd just screams, will you just pin this guy already? God. Oh my and god! I I, I, I commend anybody who's out there that's a performer that's performing for a live audience because yeah, like that's brutal. <laughs> you know? Yes, and then oh. I had one. We wrestled a really big show in front of like eight hundred people. It was a big event for like for a charity, 
and I wrestled a guy and he was pretty green. And this was when I had a masked gimmick, so I couldn't really talk or anything. And he didn't want to work the crowd. So we wrestled like an eight minute match in just like silence in front of like 800 people. It was awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was one of my and best you- friends too. And it's like one of those dudes who like we always, we had like been tag partners for a long time. We're like, dude, yeah. we're going to tear the house down, dude. We're going to, we're going to do the regal cutter. We're going to do all kinds. We're going to tear the house down. And dude, like he just walked to the ring, didn't hype the crowd up at all. So no one knew who to cheer for. And then we just had this match and it was just like, you could hear crickets. Oh, but if you dude. looked around, there's just people everywhere. And I was just like, this is, this is so embarrassing right now, dude. I was like, these people don't care at all. Oh my God. You know, and the beautiful thing is, is you, you kept wrestling after that, you know, you didn't <laughs> let that deter you and you, you kept on going. So there's something to be said for that. I was going to tell you, um, our last, uh, interview, the, the Dan part one, we, we talked about how one of your earliest, uh, wrestling memories was when you got the little mini figures and the cage sets and everything. Right. Yes. And, uh, I, I wanted to, I, I was like so excited to update you because that's one of my most recent memories. We just got both, the entire collection, the entire collection of those mini figures. Cause my, my son loves them, right? Like my son loved these little mini figures. And so Seth just happened to find, uh, you know, these two sets on eBay and I got pieced together a bunch. I pieced together probably about like 75% of the line. And then, like eight of the of the uh, figures that we still needed were across two of the different playsets, and I found them both MOC. So I went ahead and got them with the rings and cages. I got the one that comes with a little mini dumpster and everything. Yeah. So sorry for the MOC oh, collectors. Awesome. We literally we literally opened a box. We're like, was it 97, 98? 98. Yeah, ninety eight. Oh no. <laughs> we we opened a box uh, from ninety eight. I mean, think think about those figures, man. They finally got to take then their first fresh breath. You know what I mean? So years, yeah. yeah, they got to take a get some air in there. So they're they're excited and. You know, if you believe in like Toy Story and like the little toys coming to life, dude, Brett has played with those things nonstop since we got them. Dude, he loves those so little mini figures. Like so throw some wrestling on the TV and then sit down and have big battle royals. Yeah, and stuff. Th- those are like the happiest action figures in our house right now, dude, because they're getting the most play. Uh, so I just thought it was funny that I was going to talk to you and you had mentioned those, and uh, we literally just got both of those sets, and they- they've been a hit here in the house. I want to say that that was like my first figure set. Yeah, that's what we, we yeah. talked about. You know, yeah, and you said, yeah, that was the very first they action coolest, figures that you had. I mean, you, you know, you drop 15 bucks, you get a ring, like six figures, some weapons. Like, those things were awesome. Yeah, this thing still had the price tag on it. It was 15, like fifteen ninety nine or something yeah. like that for the whole set. Can you imagine? Like, ugh. Yeah, you can't even get an elite. Days. You can't even get an elite for fifteen bucks. Barely get a value meal for fifteen dollars yeah. anymore, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are basics now? Probably twelve, thirteen bucks, dude. That's insane. I had, I, somebody I picked up in a. I found that that Aaliyah basic that's been really tough to find. I found it for uh, uh, a fellow collector while I was down in Texas for work last week, and he was asking what I owed him. Dude, almost felt like a heel telling him that you know, yeah, you owe me like eighteen bucks shipped for yeah. a freaking basic, dude. It's terrible. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's awful, dude. Um, so it's been a year since, like, you know, almost almost to the day last December we talked we talked to you. So, is there what's the most exciting project that you've worked on since we uh, were last together? That's a cool question. So my favorite thing that I've done since we talked, uh, I want to, so I've got two that I, that come to mind. I gave, I, I gave some stuff to Brian Myers, uh, some, it's really funny cause of how it worked out too. And I don't think this, I'm pretty sure the Jericho cruise was this year, right? 
They, I think they've done it every year. Well, yeah, yeah. The last it's a belt, like did, the, the yeah. belt that Cardona won. So I made yeah uh, the, o- the Oceanic yeah. Championship. Yeah, yep. I like. I'm a big ocean guy anyway. So that thing came out, and I instantly started like modeling it because I was like, this belt looks super cool. And uh, I made a couple of them for some friends, and I shipped one to Cardona or to the to the major pod, whatever. Yeah. And uh, like two days after I shipped it, uh, Brian Myers had sent me a message asking for some the uh, uh, triple B. And he told me one of them was going to go to the school and one of them was going to MJF. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. To know. Uh, I told him, too, because he was like, I'll try to get a picture. And I can't remember if he did or not. But I was like, just have him smash it. I was like, have him call me a giant mark and just, like, smash it. Like, that'd be so yeah. cool. <laughs> get, yeah, get a promo by MJF. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And uh, I've got one from Cody Rhodes back in the day. When he was in ROH, my buddy went down to see him. And he had him say something like, or a Daniel sucks or something. They both said it. Cracks me up. This was uh, way before AEW or anything. But uh Yeah. That was cool just getting them because like the triple B I'd made it for a couple guys. And I guess someone had posted it in one of their groups and he was like, who sent this? And I remember I was sitting at work that day and I just happened to look at on my lunch break at like IG and I'd got a message and I was like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving right now. I'm going to go make this belt. Uh, but my favorite thing I've done is I went to uh, I went to the were they did they call it the last dance too? I think when punk came back the second time. Yeah. Yeah. I went to that in person. And I made a few custom CM Punk belts. Like, I don't know if you guys saw them. I've seen, I only gave them to three guys, but uh, uh-uh, I didn't see. it's got like the, the light blue belt. And then it's got the Chicago stars with like a white stripe. Yeah. And that's the, so the belt is kind of like, I gave a few of those to some guys in person. And then I got to like meet up and hang out with a lot of dudes who I'd only like sold belts and talked to online. So that was really cool. That's neat. Just, like I was walking around and people like would just come up to me and be like, dude, what's up? It's Turnquist. I can't believe it. And I'd be like, hey, dude. So just to think that <laughs> anybody would ever just I'm sure you guys get it too, like going to shows and it's, stuff. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, you know, we're just totally normal, like everyday people. Exactly. And then, like people. Yeah. People just see you and they're like, oh, my God, it's Chick Foley or oh, my God, it's Turnquist. Yeah. You know, and you're like. You're like, oh, yeah, I do. I do do that. You know, well, <laughs> like, and it was like cool because like I met up with some dudes after. And we all went to like Buffalo Wild Wings and it was like there's the best. some other like customizers and some other guys like uh, Jay Flip Figs was there and uh, uh, Fig Freak and some guy Angel, Angel or uh, Falcon Customs. A few like just a bunch of people it was cool. And it was so funny to me, though, because I brought my best friend who like he likes pro wrestling, but doesn't give any kind of cares about figures. So it was just like you look at this table and all these dudes were talking about like, oh, this post got this many likes and oh, this custom this. And then you just got my, my buddy who's like eating his chicken wings. So did you so did you guys like all play or was it just like do, do customizers just happy. naturally draw to one another? They're like, oh, yeah, like we've, we found each other, you know, no, one of uh, us, one of us. No, it was like. I was going right because I knew he's, yeah. I knew Punk was coming back, and I was like, I missed the first one because I didn't believe it, and I was like, I am going. And then uh, I knew that uh, Fig Freak and I had talked, knew he was going, and then he was telling me that uh, Flip Figs was going. So we had all kind of met up and talked, and I posted on my Discord server like anybody was going. It turned out like tons of people went. Cause like I was just sitting there and dudes kept coming up to me and talking and wanting to talk about belts and all kinds of stuff because I gave out those punk belts to a few guys in person. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it wasn't, but like meeting up with Falcon customs and stuff was completely off the cuff. It was just like, he's from the area. So he was like at the show and he was like, 
I was like, where do you want to get food at? And he was like, oh, we got this little place here. It's called Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this little like, local spot. I was like, my town of like, a thousand, you know, 10,000 people has Buffalo Wild Wings. but sick, man. <laughs> Speaking of CM Punk, man, did you see my, uh, my entry into the custom uh, belt game, dude? I didn't. I took the Jazzwares AEW belt. I took a black Sharpie and I drew an X across the main plate there, man. I yeah. thought I was really, really yeah. proud of myself. On Hell that, yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I hope it doesn't make it awkward for you, like, you know, yeah. being on an interview with me now. Dude. No, no. So hey, there's step, you know, yeah. stepping on your hey, toes. Hey, listen, if you guys if you guys are ever at a wrestling event together, you can meet all the other customizers and go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, today. we can all go. There's yeah, you a, can be like, this is my friend Seth. He's a belt customizer. Yeah. Everybody, hey, everybody's, yeah. Wel- everybody's welcome. <laughs> I airbrushed a few X's on some for people, but because, like, I, I understand. I liked how it looks, but. It came out nice, dude. The the so the sharpie it looked whatever, but like the next day, once it had faded a little bit, it actually looked pretty dang nice, dude. I was yeah. like low key for you know thirty seconds of work. I thought it, yeah, it looked totally and it fine. kind of uh, it kind of like spread out a little bit. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like just a straight line, like the the you know ink kind of like just yeah. Just for the absolute minimal effort I put into it, I was happy with the result. <laughs> I need some. I need to figure out a good way to make them because people still ask for it. I made some custom WWE ones too, like the week before he came back to WWE. Yeah, I don't know. If you, you just get, get like a little, a little tiny, a little tiny spray bottle, a little tiny spray paint can. I, I found maybe, maybe you I, could three D print a spray paint can and then, <laughs> and then put yeah, put spray paint in it. I was thinking and, about making uh, a stencil, but yeah, I could probably three D print a whole spray, <laughs> spray can. <laughs> yeah, stencil would probably make more sense. I tried using like a, a thinned out paint with an airbrush. It worked okay for a couple, but it it kind of it's too wide. I think, but I don't know. Yeah. For a belt yeah. that showed up like three times, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, those blue strap belts do look nice, dude. Look at them right now. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And they've got custom. They've got the uh, the side plates are like plate. the, the the arrow, the, the like yeah. the lightning, not arrow, but the lightning bolt. That's cool. I for a few years I had an actual replica of the Ultimate Warriors, like a baby blue belt, like that man. So I've always been fond of that color scheme. There's yeah, a like guy that. who's having me make a. Uh, it's like a what if kind of belt that he wanted. That was like if the Ultimate Warrior had won the WCW Championship, and it's got like a pink strap and stuff. That'd be cool. cool. I'm pretty excited how it's turning out. Any new developments in the setup like from new, uh, from last time? Any new any new tech or printers or you know? Um, uh, you know, there's no there's new airbrush technology for sure because I broke enough expensive ones that I started breaking cheap ones <laughs> and. Uh, and I finally got to a point where I think I know enough about them that I bought another really expensive, nice one recently. And it, it definitely changes the quality. Um, so that has helped a lot, but it, I'm ro- rocking the same printer. I'd like to get a, there's a newer version of it. I'd like to change that. Um, I'd like to eventually have a website. I was kind of telling this to somebody that like, you know, there's like the customers who are after my heart who hit me up and are like, Hey, can I get the PWG tag titles from like 2015? And I'm like, hell yeah. And then there's like the 90% of the other guys who are just like, can I get the winged Eagle? Can I get uh, all of Roman Reigns belts? And so I was like, I would, I would one day really like to get to a point where I could have a website that just did, did stuff. That's like, you know, 
the Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns belts, and then like the main yeah. stuff. used my disc. Yeah, exactly. And then used my discord as more of like a, almost like Mattel creations kind of thing where guys who want yeah. more off the wall stuff, or I just had a guy tonight talking to me about making his backyard, uh, backyard fed from, you know, 20 years ago's belt. And he was sending me pictures wow. of it. And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, that's what I'm about. Um, that's cool. But we just sent out another of the uh, the Foley Pixley custom belts that you made for us, I, and so I've got to make it. I know hit. you guys had wanted a couple more of those, and I got to I got to get that going. Uh, you got yeah, a while. No, no you rush. Got a while. Yeah. Next okay. season won't be over till like SummerSlam at the earliest. So yeah, okay, you, cool. You got a while. We had talked, but about yeah, it. I just yeah, I just know they were really excited to uh, to get it, man. We always look forward to seeing people. You yeah, know, it's, pose it's that a prize. It's a prize possession. I thought I was going to get back to back belts, but uh, it wasn't I, in the cards. I fizzled off in the playoffs, so. Unfortunately, I had to pass it off to someone else. That's it. People, uh, a lot of people like want customs and then like a lot of people are like, it's like, there's like three types of people who want custom belts, right? They either want like some super original design and they've thought it all out or they want some version of the WWE title, but with their logo instead, or yeah. they, they know they want a custom belt, but they have no idea what they want. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I used to have a lot more time to work with that. You know, and sit down and sketch up. And like, like try to, yeah, and try to like draw mock-ups for people yeah. and stuff. But now I'm kind of like, I can work with stuff, but you got to like. You got to do the work. Yeah. yeah. You got to you gotta give me started. the direction and, you know, get it started. I had one guy and I, he doesn't, he doesn't do as much anymore. I can only assume because I think he was in like middle school and his dad used to like draw these super intricate custom belts on paper and send me pictures and I would make them and that was always super fun. But. It's like I've noticed too. There's like people who get a hold of me and they're like super hot on something. Those are like flash in the pan people. So they're like, "Dude, I'm starting. To, I'm starting my own pick fed. I need all custom titles. I uh, I just bought you know fifty fifty thousand dollars in, in figures and cameras and stuff. And then it's like, I need some belts and I need them now. And I'm like, all right, and I'll start working on them. And then like I'll make them and ship them. And then like. I'm like, I'll hit him up a few months later and I'll be like, you got a link to your pick fed, man. You got any episodes? Like, no, I stopped doing that. Oh my <laughs> and I'm gosh. like, why even like go through the effort? Like I got get it. You know, like, people I know. Are, like I'm the same way with stuff. My wife always tells me that like belts are the one thing that I haven't like just given up on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a dude, it, t- it takes so much. I think people and people get really excited and they think they need all the equipment and all the things. I think it's my advice to people is start small, start with your iPhone, start with a small setup and just see if you can even stick with consistency. Cause that's the biggest struggle for most people. They'll start out hot. They'll put out one or two like pick fed matches. And then it's like, you know, they, they realize how much time it takes and they're like, ah, no. And then they've invested so much money that mm-hmm. it, it's really a loss. Right. Whereas like, if you just start small and just see if you can even keep the consistency, like you're going to be so much better off. Yeah, exactly. And like, I try to check out pick feds and stuff and support people who, you know, who want to work with me on things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to check out like spam, spam wrestling. He's got a cool pick fed. He's got all belts from me and just stuff like that. So, and I tried to be a, uh, I had a bunch of dudes this year who like I've been working with because I've been kind of doing this for two, three ish years now, really. It's like it's going on. It's going into year three, I think, is how I would mm-hmm. describe it. And like, I just shipped out like six orders, and they're all from guys who are like day one guys. And I That's was just, awesome. I was kind of talking to them about it, and it's like, and I gave them some of their belts. Like I told them, like, hey, 
this is like a Christmas gift and stuff. And it was just like, you know, Hey, thanks for always being like a solid guy. And I was just telling my wife that like, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the life I do. And, you know, I don't do this for money. I really do do this. Cause like, I enjoy it. And it's kind of like, I like to think of it as my legacy that like someday I'm going to leave behind, you know, a bunch of belts and people look around and they're like looking through their collection someday or whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah, I got a bunch of these belts from that guy, you know? And that's cool. Some yeah, people look that. back and they never even paid me for them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no I love that and it's so true you they will remember that um so yeah circling back real quick you you had mentioned wanting to get a website what would what would be what would hold you back from starting a website so far the biggest thing that's holding me back is um I'm trying to find a way to make sure that I don't have to raise the price and don't have to take a loss so yeah I, oh, that's in today's economy, dude, you're going to have to. Yeah. Cause I haven't you, raised my price any, since day one. You know, they've been yeah. $15 for singles, 25 for tags since, since the beginning. And it's something that's important to me. But then like, once you start getting into websites and stuff like that, then you have like, yeah, there's, and there's like, they take some per transaction even. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Once you start taking credit cards and PayPal or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, Tough, dude. And getting a website, I I recently saw someone posting. I didn't realize how expensive it was to have somebody design a website for you, like a mm-hmm. you know, like a, a nice, functional, good website. Like you know, it's like you know, however many hundred dollars per page, like you know, and like I'm just like, wow, dude, like that's it's an investment to get a an actual website up and running with like yeah, a, definitely a front and stuff. And you have like. So you have to pay domain fees and then you have to pay Mm -hmm. whoever like is, yeah, either if you're doing it yourself or what kind of developers. And then you have to pay, like I said, like if you go through Shopify or Wix or different places, they all have their own. Then when you, then when you become uh, super official, you know, the government starts taxing your ass too. So yeah, I've already (laughs) been, my, my best friend's an accountant. So since like day one, he's been on me, like you better be doing this shit right because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get in a bad situation on it. So I'm pretty good there. True, but uh, you know, there's there's also ways to like you know be smart business and not just like feed all your money to the government either. Oh, you know I, what I yeah, mean? yeah. That's that was one of the big reasons I kept buying new printers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly to offset. Yeah, yeah. But exactly, it there's a lot of stuff that you know that is right offable about making stuff and and different things. But I would love yeah. to to have some way to. You know, I had to stop selling stuff on Macari at one point this year because they wanted me to to fill out tax forms and stuff. And I was just like, man, I don't need another yeah. source of like headache yeah, from selling action yeah. figures. It's freaking wild, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know what? If you have to raise your prices, like then that's the product's what worth it. Dude. The product's worth it. And you know, I think you could double your prices and people would still be happy for what they're getting. Man. Yeah. And it's, and it sucks. Cause yes, you, I, I'm empathetic and to that too. Like I, I don't want to like, you know, I'm not trying to stick it to anybody or anything like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I know you're not doing it for money, but you're also not doing it to lose money, you know? So yeah. I think, you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of your people. Um, if you haven't raised your prices in three years, you're, you're about the only business out there that hasn't, you know, so. that's the truth. So, yeah, I think all, all the real Turnquist Belt fans would, would totally understand um, if if and when that day has to come to pass. You know? I, I would think so. And, and no one, I've never had any, I, most of the time when I tell people costs, like, oh, that's great, you know, and it's like, yeah. I, I would like, 
I, I have a guy who I work with now on, he does my social media and stuff, which has been super helpful because oh, I, that's wonderful. nothing like nothing in the world makes me dread anything more than like having to sit down and think about what am I going to make as a caption and, you know, nothing again. Like, yes. And like sharing people's stuff. I, I'm just, I'm not that guy. Oh, 100%. I'm not yeah. that guy. And, and having to respond to like all the messages and likes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's, it's a lot. It's like when I can, and I sat down and I kind of had a, a um, serious conversation with my friend because the person who's helping me, they do social media and they're super successful, like highly successful. And I was just like, I'm, I'm around 6,000 followers on IG and, you know, I'm around, I'm like just a, I'm like 1600 on, on Twitter. I'm like, surely there's some way to make this profitable, right. Or at least yeah. beneficial. Yes. And it's like, I don't need customers and I, I don't, don't take that as like, I don't want customers. I'm good yeah. like, right now. I'm good. Right? You have, you have, have a, more work than you know what to do. Exactly. With. Yeah. I have an extreme backlog and I'm finally figuring out like a really good way to get through it and stuff like that. That's one thing I wanted to say on here is that anybody who's sent an email throughout the year, um, do a follow up on it because I lost the file that had everybody's orders on it. And it really messed me up. Like recently I lost the file that had all the old like orders and everything on it. So I've been trying to go back through email, but if like, if you sent me an email early in the year and you really want something and you still want it, hit me up again and I'll get you like expedited essentially. Right. So awesome. Yeah. But like, I just wanted to, I want to, that's like one of the biggest uh, complaints is Oh, dude, that guy, he, he, you know, he never responds or that guy, he never, uh, he never like gets stuff made. And it's like, I am yeah. consistently making stuff. It, I'm making like 50, 60 belts a week consistently. They just might not be your belts because either yeah. there's a backlog or, you know, but like when you look it's at stuff, yeah. Cause people don't realize, I don't think people like really take into account that like, they see, you know, your followers and how many belts you're making and cranking out. And I think people just think like you do this as a job, whereas like they don't understand you have a 40 hour a week, you know, regular job that you go to. And then this is like your passion project. Yeah, that's true. I, cause I had talked to some guys about like, you think it would help if I like posted like office hours? Cause I have people who will like hit me up at 2 AM. And then like, if I haven't responded by like 6 AM, they're like, Oh, whatever, whatever, dude. dude. And I'm like, I'm and, asleep, man. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And have your and have your social media guy set up away messages, right? Like you can set it up yeah. where like if somebody sends you a DM in the when it's not office hours, it's like, hey, thank you for your message. You know, we'll be responding within, you know, 48 hours or something like that. So it like it sends them an auto message back, but you know, they don't expect an immediate reply because yeah, that would be so annoying. That's a good idea. I think that one of the biggest things that I've tried to get people away from is messaging me on Instagram just because yeah you can't I, keep track of any I'm of that tagged, kind of stuff on there. I'm tagged so much, right? Every and it shows up in your messages. It's like yeah, because everybody the first thing they do is they tag and then if they post in your story, or, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah, they're 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 sharing and you know posting and tagging you and all of that. But yeah, you're not the the important stuff is getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it makes it hard for the people who are like, hey man, I've been waiting and. and like, and I understand that not because I use Discord essentially like the same way that you guys use like your Facebook group, right? It's yes. it's a private place for people to come talk about only one thing. 
And, uh, but I understand that not everybody wants to download a whole new app and, and, you know, get on there and do that kind of stuff and, and just to order belts from me. So that's why I have the email also. But the problem is when I first established the email and, you know, and sent it out. Yeah. I, we talked about that. Yeah. We talked about it in part, you had it in your link and then it was just like, yeah, the email I had became 200 like a catastrophe. And 247 yeah. something emails within like a day. I spent like three hours just writing, putting stuff in my spreadsheet. And I was just like, this is insane. Like how, yeah. how can these people really want this? And, yeah. uh, and so it, I don't know. I, I'm doing my best. And, and if you're upset about it and if like, you know, there's people out there who can say what they want and that's fine. Like this is America. If you don't want it, don't, don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Block yeah. me or whatever. I don't care. I've never, I've never heard any bad, bad, uh, bad word on the street about Dan Turnquist. So, you well, know, I, I think, I think I appreciate most people that. are, yeah, I think most people are pretty understanding, but yeah, you're not, you're going to piss some people off. And I think, that's just life. You know, they would be pissed off if you did exactly what they wanted. You could respond immediately and get their belt to them and in a week and they would still have something to complain about. So I had a guy who did that one time. He was like, he messaged me, wanted a belt. And I was like, all right, man, I actually do have that. Let me just get it on a strap or whatever. And like, I didn't respond to his message fast enough. He's like, I'm not going to beg you to give you my money. I'm whatever. And I just responded with like, Thanks, man. <laughs> Looks like this wasn't uh, wasn't a beneficial transaction for either of us. Yeah. So I'm just going to block you. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, so um, I know commissions are closed right now, but do you have any idea when you're going to start um, opening up, you know, orders and commissions again? That's a really good idea. So right now, I am 100% trying to rectify any upset customers, right? Any people who've been waiting. So I haven't gone out yeah. and publicly just said, Hey, orders are back open for that yeah. exact reason. Cause I don't want anybody yeah. to think like orders he are back open. Me. Yeah. He forgot yeah. about me. So I'm, I'm taking some time before I open back on orders to say, you know, Hey, let's I'm, I'm, I'm working on some stuff on, I don't really, it's kind of hard to post like, Hey, I suck. If you wanted something, can you just get hold of me? There's not like yeah. a graceful way to say that. True. But, I think, but I think the transparency, people appreciate that. You know, I, I I know that if I saw somebody be like, you know, hey, I'm human, I effed up, you know what I mean? So if you have something, like, you know, hit me up and we'll we'll get it worked out, you know? Yeah. And so I'd I'd like to think I could get that done and then maybe open up in February. That's nice. kind of the tentative goal. Um, it's good WrestleMania season. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hopefully make a bunch of uh, the Continental Championship too when it comes out. Yeah. If it doesn't suck. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll be cool. So we'll keep you guys posted. Um, you know, whenever Dan opens up orders again, we'll post it on our social media and share it in our stories and stuff. So you guys, you guys will be in the loop. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into some of our Foley fam listener mail. We pulled our um, yeah, cool. you know, our Foley fam members and they sent in some questions for Dan. So I want to start with uh, Ivan Milanovic. Ivan's custom figures yeah, on Instagram. Great customizer. Yep. Um, he said, I've been trying to get someone to make WMAC master's belt. Please tell me you remember that show. I do not remember that show. I, I had no to, idea. I had to look it up. It's some sort of like boxing, like it's, it's called WMAC masters. Have you ever heard of that, Dan? I am in the process of Googling it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Um, looks like it was, it's oh, pro wrestling cool. with martial arts. It's almost like a, thing. uh, it kind of makes me think of like what's it called? Like the like 
like Power Rangers. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Wow. That would be well. Okay. So I think I could do it in the same way. I've been. I got a lot of people who want the uh, the million dollar title. We talked about that say, about how yeah, it's articulated. Kind of design, yeah. Like a million dollar belt. I've got an. I, I've got two ways to do it. One where it would actually be like a full three D printed, and one that I want to do that's just kind of probably cheating. Uh, yeah. Tell Ivan to, to check out the email because I, I would love to make this belt. And this is kind of like what I was talking about. This is totally right up my alley of like, I want to make, like, I got a guy I'm working on a, a Marvel, a wrestling belt that showed up in like one Marvel comic book, <laughs> like one <laughs> wow. frame this guy Isn't had. Cool? And he was like, can you make this? And I'm like, sure. And I just made a, I just made the rock and wrestling belt that Hogan had, which was literally, oh, nice. literally just the, the like, gray rectangle like, yeah i made that and then i've made two three super nintendo games like vwa or v yeah i think it's vwa one of them's like a star and stuff i've made a few of those so it just goes to show you how like how niche that this product and this people community can get yeah you can, you can get super obscure yeah it's like let's people are just hit me up and they're just like i'm trying to recreate this exact moment from this exact you yeah. know whatever and i'm like yeah that sounds cool like the only one, like, because I've made the real world title, like the Ric Flair real world title, and I've made, I'm trying to think of other, I made that, uh, I think I made it for you guys too, the the Midwest states or whatever, the Western yeah. states, like that never, Western that states showed up like, championship. yeah, that showed up a couple times, right? Yeah. Uh, so just stuff like that's really cool. Stuff that you're never going to see, a, like Mattel make or something is, is more up my alley. Yeah, he's a. Uh, Ivan went on to say, Dan is top tier. I have the ROH Pure Championship from him, and it's spectacular work. So, I wanted to go ahead and add that comment. I wonder which you. one. Uh, it's it's been for. I, I'm at this point, man. I had a guy. It was really funny, and, and I'm not mean. And, and Ivan, I really appreciate that's so awesome. Like I said, I would love to make this uh, WMAC Masters belt. That seems super cool. But I had a guy who hit me up one time to tell me that a belt he bought from me broke. And I was like, Oh no, it did. I was like, that's, that's pretty rare. And I, I kind of, I take the engineering approach when stuff breaks where like, I don't just say like, dang it, it broke. That's life. I like kind of delve yeah. into it and I like think, okay, what's the root cause of this problem? How can I make sure it right. never happens yeah. again? And yeah. so he's showing me and he's like, the front plate keeps popping off. And I'm like, the front plate keeps popping off. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, can you send me some pictures? And he sends me pictures and I'm like, I didn't make that belt. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, you did. And I'm like, oh, no. I was like, no, I promise you I didn't. And I like showed him my version. And I was like, I know that I didn't make that because that one, I like how that one looks better from a plate design standpoint. And this is a belt that I had been in the process of redesigning. And I was like, and I know it didn't do that because I don't use that type of glue. I use a glue that literally rips the strap off when you pull it off. <laughs> I was like, right. and, and sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes plates do fall off. And, and it, the reason, the number one reason a plate would fall off is because a small piece of support gets left on the back of the plate that doesn't let the glue adhere properly. Oh yeah. And that's something that I have had happen, but I was like, that's, that's not mine, man. And he's like, no, it's yours. And so I told him, I was like, well, let me PayPal you like two bucks or whatever. And, and this is the glue I buy. And he's like, oh, I'll buy that glue. You don't have to send me any money. Oh my and gosh. Then he, a few you days later, are... he was like, hey, that glue worked, man. And I'm like, all right, good. I'm glad your belt's back together. 
You are so nice, Dan. You like you're nicest like the guy in the biz. I know. I mean, you like PayPal a guy two dollars for a belt that I, broke. I, I it told wasn't him even I would. Your belt. He 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 ended up buying it. It's super cheap glue. But with with Dan, it's actually not the custom belt business. It's the custom it's belt, belt friendship. friendship. Yeah, I, dude. I tell people all the time that like that's what I'm here for. I I, I you know I would much rather find dudes so I can sit around and have conversations about you know like which NWA champion was better or, you know, what's cooler on the big globe, like which side plates and different stuff. Like I, that's, I don't, it, it's like, I'm not ever going to be in a situation where I want to like lose a potential friend or someone who I've made a connection with over like a small belt or something. Like I've had a guy, I had a guy who had some issues where the, like it was, it wasn't the paint on the belt, but it was on the little end piece that kind of fell apart. And I was like, I like, I was like, I'm going to remake it and send you your money. And he was like, you don't have to do that. And I was like, it's already done. Or I just had one just last week where it's Christmas, you know? So the Mm -hmm. mail is insane. So the dude's belt taking forever. The belts had been like lost basically. So I was like, so I started remaking it and then the shipping started popping up and I'm like, Oh cool. So the shipping's and he got it. And he was like, it's cracked in half. And I was just like, Oh my God, dude. Cause what happens a lot of the times is if it gets lost, it gets caught in one of these sorting machines. Oh and yes, they can wreak yes, havoc yes. on it. So I just sent him another one yeah. for free because I'm like, no one should spend their hard earned money on something that's going to break. No, so man, but Dan, but Dan do, is an all timer. Oh, good guy. But they do break, you know, that's I, that one. I, yeah, it happens. Yeah. If it gets caught in a sorting machine, I would hope that it would, you know, break. You know? I, uh, it's just, it's a kind of a, it's not exactly, you're not buying something from Mattel, you know, you're buying something that's kind of custom. And I just try to work with guys. I actually thought something that would be fun to do going into this year would be like, show me your belt you bought for me in like 2021. And then like, let, let, let me replace it. So then we can do like a side by side to see like how much better they look. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, I mean, dude, your original work was already great, but I've definitely been able to tell the difference on like some stuff we've gotten from later orders, just like the, you know, really just leveling up on the, the, the great product you already started with, man. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, I think that would be pretty neat just seeing the, the comparison the over a couple of yeah. years. If you can think of a, a really creative, like cash for clunkers name, but like with belts that, that that's, the <laughs> idea. that's the idea. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, yeah, you do a trade in, dude, where you like you trade your belt in, you get a discount on a new belt. Yeah, exactly. You know? If you got like an old yeah. one, the old version, yeah, yeah. And, and you, get, you get like two, you get two dollars off. Yeah, you get two dollars off if you order a new one yeah, or something. You need to come yeah. up with a way that you can like recycle some of the material off of it, dude. Yeah, Just, you know, well, that's it new belts. Yeah, There's been some times where I'll sell guys like at a super cheap rate or something, like a belt that is not up to my standard, and I feel bad about that. Because sometimes that'll get posted and people like, I don't want people to look at that and think that that's the final product when it was yeah. really just someone didn't care. Or I'll sell guys like big bags of just scrap pieces. A lot of, yeah, a lot of creators and artists and stuff do that. I mean, like I've, I can't, I, I follow a bunch of like pottery accounts. I know it sounds really like handmade pottery and I'll, I, they do second sales all the time. Like where they sell stuff that they wouldn't sell at retail price, you know, but yeah. they like have second sales and just give it like deeply discounted for anyone who wants it once just so it's not wasted. Exactly. Right. Um, and two, there are people that don't care about that stuff. Right. There's people that'll buy this piece of pottery that has this flaw on it because it doesn't matter to them right yeah that's yeah there's so i've i've had some of that and that's like one of those things where i'm more i'm kind of hesitant and i'm like i don't want someone to go out because there are the people who are like i am 
a perfectionist. I only want the best, you know, and like I get that and I understand that. So, you know, some people want this and some people, I had a guy, I finally made the current intercontinental championship. The, the one that Gunther has, Yeah, it has Gunther sign plates and everything. And I, I got to, I finally, I was like putting it together and I look and there was like a small chip on one of the side plates. And I was like, damn it, dude. I was like, this guy's been waiting for a while for this. And I sent him a picture and I was like, I can offer you like a $2 discount on this or I can remake it. It's your call. And he's like, oh, the coat's going to cover that anyway, dude. I don't care. I'll take the discount. And I'm like, yeah, I got to ask because some people would be like, just make it again, you know? Yeah. Well, that was cool of you to even ask, dude. And again, it's always worth it to ask because it was worth it for you not to have to remake it. You know what I mean? He got his product quicker and it didn't it didn't bother him. He got a savings. So it was a win win all around, you know, for sure. Uh, Zach Hertzer wants to know, what are your opinions on today's designs for championship belts? I guess he's meaning like what compared to like old school titles, how, how do you feel about the modern, the the take that the modern titles have, have taken on? That's a cool question. I feel like people don't ask questions like that a lot. So um, obviously there's one company whose belts all have a giant W on them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I I won't lie, I don't know what your guys' opinion is. I like the world heavyweight title. Um I like it. I think it's I mean, yeah, I get I get the criticisms on it, but I do think objectively it's a clean looking belt, dude. Like the, and there's the, no, the design is nice. There's absolutely no denying what the belt is. You know what I mean? Like you know that's a WWE championship. It's a, it's a nice design, man. Like I said, I definitely prefer Winged Eagle, but I I, I think it's kind of hater proof, man, aside from just the lack of originality. I like the like it means something. Oh, like they didn't just slap out a, a belt, you know, like what the lion means something and the the crown means something they they did the video talking about and there's all the jewels add up to something with the mcmahon crest or whatever and uh oh, wow. even the the center is kind of a globe ish you know like it's kind of got some some dome globe feels like i like i like that belt um modern championship belt so i like the AEW world title because it's kind of like a throw it's kind of a throwback it's a throwback ish yeah. i uh I think so. If I go through WWE, it's kind of hard because three belts look the exact same, and then the women's yeah. and the men's belt all look the same. They're, they're not bad. I, I'm curious to see what the new tag titles look like when we ever get those. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that, man. I feel like those should have debuted a year ago. And I feel like they've said that they've like shown test images a few times, like, and I yeah, I don't know what's up with that either. But uh, I really like some of the the AEW belts, like. I'm a big fan of the uh, the international title. I think that that's a really classy looking belt. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the Ring of Honor belts. I don't. I liked. I liked them before. Uh, well, I, mean, I liked the the old like the really old ROH belts, and then like some of the 2017 era belts were okay. But the new ones, I don't. I don't like. They're kind of doing the same thing WWE did, where the belts all look the same. And I miss like like if you go back to the Attitude Era, like the tag belts were different than the IC, like the oval IC and the oval IC was different than the big gold and the big, or the big belt had its own feel for sure. Yeah. So I wish we could go back to something a little bit more original, but I do understand that branding is super important and uh, you know, you got to kind of have your, put your brand first and foremost, and that's more important. And they send them to the sports teams and, yeah. Oh yeah. They're trying to get, trying to get their, their name or their brand out there. So I, I haven't um, made, I, I will make side plates for guys if their team wins a, uh, 
You know, like if someone wanted one. Oh, that's one. cool. Like NFL, NFL yeah. side plates. That's awesome. I keep telling I myself thought about that. Yeah. I keep telling myself I want to make Celtics ones, but I'm going to jinx it because it was like we made it to the finals and then we made it to the Eastern <laughs> Conference finals and then we're, we're pretty good this year. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't make them until we win. And then like, but yeah. You just need to put that out there. You go ahead and make them. You know, you just, it's like, it's like the, um, you know, uh, laws of attraction, you know, yeah. you just or it go ahead and put it out there. Would jinx them forever. It could, it could jinx depending on, yeah, depending on your outlook, you know. <laughs> um, Zambro wants to know, are there any prominent organizations belts that you haven't made yet? That's a cool question. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't, I made like all the new Japan stuff. I haven't made any stardom belts yet. Um, it, not because of, I had a guy ask for one. I just haven't got to it yet. Uh, I've made some, have you the- done any for, have you done any deadlock pro wrestling belts, dude? I, they're a, they're an indie organization, but I think they have like the nicest belts in wrestling, dude. Never made them, but I'm looking them up right now. Yeah. Look up deadlock pro wrestling. Deadlock.pro is their IG, man. They have some really, really nice looking belts. Okay, I see that. I've seen that logo before, but I've never made their championships. I uh, I've never had anybody ask though. Yeah, yeah, I see their women's belt. I really like it. I've made like one of my favorite belts I ever made, and it's kind of funny to say it is the uh, oh the what was the, it was the company that used to be on YouTube, and they were uh, like Joe Hendry was their champion, WCPW. Wrestle what Not culture? What culture? What culture? Pro wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They ended up becoming defiant. I think I, I made the what culture championship, and I was super excited about that. Um, and I've made like some Rev Pro stuff, some Progress stuff. WWE Rev Pro has nice builds too. Yeah, yeah, Rev, yeah. Um, and then like I've even made MLW stuff. Um, yeah, the Deadlock I haven't made. I've made a few, uh, like a lot of indie belts even. Uh, JPD and I had joked about when we were doing the, uh, that custom figure competition, we had joked about like doing the championship belt, just being like the big gold, but with like the logo over it, like how Indies do or like doing the the tags or whatever. But no, I can't think of anybody that I just haven't. There's some belts I'd like to make. There's, there's like a pro wrestling theme in like Hawaii or something. They have like Pacific Islander theme belts. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Those are cool. I want to do the the Daniel Bryan belt. That's like that's oh I'm, yeah. I like that's one that I'm like mulling over in my head every day. I'm like, how can I do this right? You need to go all out. Actually, go find like a you know a naturally fallen oak tree to yeah. uh, you know carve the plates out of and stuff, yeah. man. Like it needs to be legit, dude. Like, but just micro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some little turquoise shards. You know. Yeah, that I don't know about all that. <laughs> I wonder was, if I could was, though. I wonder if I could. One do of my like favorite that. titles, like you know, it might you know, just pulling back the curtain a little bit. I'm just I'm a real huge nerd about like regener- that was an awesome storyline. Yeah, regenerative farming and like you know, just like you know, being environmentally friendly and like all this stuff, right? Like that's just who I am. And it was my, a beautiful belt. And my core, and the belt was beautiful. Yeah, and it's like wood grain and everything. And then uh, yeah, the storyline was amazing. I love Daniel Bryan just like healing off on people and you know telling them they were eating their ultra processed hot dogs and like you know it's like how is he the bad guy yes yeah (laughs) exactly heels are telling the truth man exactly all the best heels are telling the truth yeah it's like how how are you hating this guy who's like just wanting to like do what's good for for the planet and for animals and like all this stuff right so yeah i I, I love that. If you can find a way to recreate that. In, just uh, wrestling form. fans are the worst, dude. That's like back in the 
late 90s in WCW, there was the uh, Kurt Hennig and I want to say Barry Windham was with, I forget who I was with them, but they were the West Texas Rednecks and they were supposed to be like, you know, low-key like racist just like country hicks and stuff but the fans ended up cheering them and stuff like they were were feuding with the no limit soldiers and they were supposed to be the heels and and all the wrestling fans were cheering for the racist yeah and you're just like dude what what are you doing you know wrestling fans are the worst their intro was a song called rap is crap (laughs) Rap is even when jinder mahal started like in 2017 his whole kind of thing was like he had the whole like you hate me because i'm not american and then vince vince like turned it into really generic schlocky crap after that. But yeah, just yeah. Heel few promos were like where they were like, you know, they weren't just cookie cutter. Yeah. Know, they were going, I, working know, on a different level. Man. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was a cool way that you could have gone about, you know, the whole foreigner as a, like succeeding. Yeah. It's like, you you just hate to see an immigrant succeed. You just hate to see somebody, you know, come here and work harder yeah. than other people. And then, and then it just turned into like stupid Same American. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is lame. Oh yeah. Over the top, yeah. But, um, but I would love to make the the Daniel Bryan belt. It's one that I – and then I tried so hard. I'm a huge acclaimed guy. I, like, freaking love the acclaim. When I went to see him in St. Louis, I was – Make you a scissor belt? I, I have the strap cut. I couldn't get scissor me daddy ass to, to the words to stay on it. I was so upset <laughs> about it. I tried, like, every way to do it. But uh, that's a belt that I would love to, to fully recreate, but – I made him um, scissor. Yeah, you that, can that, scissor that with leads the belt. Into, yeah, that leads into the next question, Zach, Zach Hertz. Or did I already read this one? That, is there any um, title that hasn't been released in figure form yet that you think we need? I don't think I, I gave you that one yet. So, yeah, the scissor me, the acclaimed titles would be good. Uh, what else do you think that we need that's uh, in figure form that we haven't gotten yet? Uh, that's, that's, let's think. So I would like to see the real the real world championship, the Ric Flair, like tag, tag team one with just – gold stones and said, you know what I'm talking about? It looks like the WWF yeah. tag. What you need, man, is the, cause remember it was always blurred out on TV. You need to find a way to recreate the blurred effect <laughs> on a 3d printed belt, dude. <laughs> that would be, that would be nuts. Yeah. I, uh, I could tr- try something like that, but there's a way to do it. I'd do some pixels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just need to do like a little pixelated screen. Just make you it know? pixelated. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like put it right on, like glue that it right be, on top of the plate. That would be kind of fun. No one, a lot of people have asked for that belt, but no one has ever asked for the subsequent WCW belt of what they used when he did leave. Cause they had like one or two shows where they just used like a random belt from, I think it was Dusty's Florida fed. Okay. And they just put like a, a, piece of like you know metal over it that had wcw written on it or something um that was their world title for a couple shows before they got the the 93 the the like the ron simmons that belt yeah have you done a 3d i can't remember if i've seen it before have you done a 3d printed uh hardcore belt yeah, oh, done I the hardcore the belt. belt. Yeah. The hardcore belt is cool. I hate making it because I have to paint the strap. I hate painting straps. Mm-hmm. What uh, about any of the uh, those like WWE shop like wrestler specific belts that they've dropped? I have WWE guys WWE ask those? about that all the time, and that seems like that'd be pretty tricky, man, with all the different it, stuff going on. on it's those. something that I like. You could replicate if you had um, like a a really nice like direct to garment printer or something, which I know some guys in the community have. But I haven't been able. I've had like a lot of guys ask for that warrior one and stuff, and it's yeah. it's just something I like that, that I Brett can't. one, that Brett pink and black winged eagle. I was telling a guy that he was. At, I was like, I could probably do like a pink strap and some black decals on it, you know, like Hitman or something. But I yeah. could I couldn't do the 
you know, and I'm the first person that if someone comes with me something and asks, I'm just like, yeah, you know, so-and-so might be able to do that better for you or something like that. But that's something that I don't have the ability to do yet. If it becomes like, cause they've done some really cool ones. Yeah. Uh, But I can't do any of those yet. It'd be cool to see some, some of the, like the mankind one I had a lot of guys ask for with the Mm -hmm. straps around the big Eagle. And I might actually be able to do that. I tried a couple times, but. Um, Ivan says he, he hit us with another question. He says, if I recall correctly, Dan is a horror fan. The fiend had a custom fiend belt made. Which horror character would Dan like to see have his very own custom title belt? Huge horror fan. Actually, my wife got third place at HorrorCon this year in Chicago. No way. Yeah, she was, uh, we made a, it took up our whole summer. We made a midsummer con, uh, costume. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. It's about like a Swedish cult. It's like a cult. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of it, the lady has a full Florence Pugh has a full, um, like robe of roses basically. And a crown of roses and flowers. Oh my gosh. You and have to so send me a picture of it's, this. It's oh no. Crazy. He just pulled it up. Yeah. He just pulled it up. I'm showing so, it right now. Yeah. I've seen it before. Pretty crazy. Wow. It was super cool. And like, we worked on that so hard and, uh, so I would love to make a midsummer themed wrestling belt. That would be cool. But like my wife's also a giant Chucky fan. And I had a couple guys actually ask me to make some Chucky belts for the show. Wow. Uh, but if I had to make one, it would be a Jason belt, like for sure. That's I'm still I'm still just over here like jaw dropped at this costume that you're this cosplay that your well, wife wore. It was like, super cool because uh like the terrifier actor stopped when we were walking out to like, look at it and like legit, like yeah. all these actors wanted to like talk to us about how cool the costume was. And my, she only got third place. She lost to like some store-bought Beetlejuice costume and some, oh, uh. the guy who won was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And the only, the only reason he won is because he had a puppet and he did the Shaggy puppet voice. And it was funny. And oh, I was like, that's my yes, but it was cool. And, uh, you guys aren't from the area like Sven Gulli got to host it. Sven yeah. Gulli, yeah. He, he's kind yeah. Oh yeah. He's kind of like Alvira, but like uh-huh. for like the Chicagoland area, my dad was talking to me about him and he was like, my dad watches Sven Gulli every like Saturday night or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going up to Chicago for this horror convention. And my dad's like, is Sven Gulli going to be there? And I'm like, dad, it's a big convention. I'm going to meet Jason Voorhees. I was like, Sven Gulli's not going to freaking be there. And, uh, he hosted the competition and the first day there was a line like out of the building. And I was like, what's this line for? People are like, oh, it's to meet Svengoolie. And I was like, oh, I, I owe my dad an yeah, apology. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you like when you said, I mean, I knew, I knew immediately who Svengoolie was. I didn't realize like it was just like a local Chicago thing. I was like, yeah, I know who, I know who that is. Um, He's on like public access in Chicago, I think. Yeah. But, but you get him down here too. We're, we're not like Midwest. You guys are Midwesterners again. So. Yeah, I know. Um. All right. The last question that we got from the Foley fam, Tony Barker. He says, "Which championship that you worked on proved to be the toughest to complete?" That's a cool. Okay, so I'm gonna take this approach. I'll give you three different belts. Okay, so the okay. hardest one to model, right? So from just a computer sitting down and modeling standpoint to date is the current world heavyweight championship it's because it's not just flat it yeah especially if you look at mine like the lions are full 3d because it's a cnc machined belt i think a trophy company made it not like a traditional belt maker um it's got the raised 
globe-ish in the shape or in the center. Yeah, there's some serious depth to it for sure. So it's, it's not as easy as just going in and drawing some shapes and cutting them out. So it took me like a couple weeks to really nail it. Cause I would, I would like do a version of it and then I'd print it out and I'd be like, no, nah, this is crap. And then like, I'd come back and it kind of tested me. Um, like I had to, I had to go back and, and really like think about changing some things. And I actually learned some things about 3d modeling in the process. So that was definitely the hardest belt to model still to this date. The hardest belt to manufacture is the new J- or the all Japan triple crown because mm two of them have chains that run between all of the belts. Yeah. I remember you posted about how difficult it was. I think you did uh had Vader, right? The yes. Vader figure with the photo yeah. shoot on that. And yep. I think I've only made it three times to date and I ended up coming up with a way where the chain actually runs the length of the full strap, but all of the plates have holes cut out of the back of them. So the chain can fit between them. Yeah. And you have to assemble the belt and the chain off of the strap so then the the chains will still hang between the side plates and like kind of move freely you know just sounds like a headache yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the the belt sounds like a pain in the butt but the belt like it has to be a little bit longer than the other belts and it's really stiff and rigid and then of course it gets painted straps too because there's like a red lining around one of them and there's a red circle around one of them and then like by the time I've made both of them, I've been like, I just don't feel like this is like great. So then it's like, you, you should probably charge more money, but I'm like, I don't even really like this. So I'm not going to charge more. So I usually will be like, I'll give you a discount. But, uh, so those are, those, those are the two hardest to actually manufacture. Like, that's the hardest to manufacture. Um, if I think about like that new Roman belt, it kind of sucks because it's got, a multiple colors to like, so raised colors are harder than lowered colors. If, if that makes sense, like if I'm filling in voids, that's relatively easy in a belt. Makes sense. Right? But if I'm yeah. doing stuff that's raised, I have to use a different paint and it's gotta be a different texture. And then it's gotta have a different sealer that comes over it to try to protect it. So that new Roman belt, it's like around the W is silver. The jewels are black the letters in between the gold are silver. The jewels around the outside are silver and red. So it 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 is tricky, but it's not, you know, just dual plated belts are hard too because you got to make the decision when you're making it. What's, you know, is it easier to paint the whole thing gold and come back and fill the void silver? Is it easier to paint the whole thing silver and come back and do the raised stuff gold? It's that's probably going to inside baseball on no <laughs> I, trust me dude the listeners love hearing this kind of stuff man so yeah yeah i could go on and on yeah they're the they're the we got the you know hardest hardcore of the hardcore so um so i want to go ahead and uh we'll wrap this up is there anything that you want to you know any any closing thoughts before we we get off here we already asked you last time what your favorite match was but we're going to give you a closing question this time but before we do um is there anything that you want to uh, close us out with? Um, so I definitely want to close out with saying that I wanted to call my, so my, I have one employee technically, right? He's my father-in-law, okay. Kevin. He's the man. I wanted to call him so I could get him on here for a second just to talk. Cause I always tell him, I'm like, he used to go live with me a lot and, and he's been dealing with some health stuff. I always tell him like, 
one of these days I'm going to do a podcast, man, and I want you to be on it with me. And he's like, oh, no, no, I, I could never do that. And I'm like, dude, no one cares. They just want to hear you talk about because he's got some of these absolute craziest stories growing up in Chicago and like talking about and, and like he helps me out with the belts. He helps me get them ready for paint and stuff. And like he he has his own opinions on belts based solely off of how difficult they are to get taped down to the to the board to paint. So it'd be interesting to hear people talk because he hates the winged eagle because the little pieces break off sometimes <laughs> and uh, and stuff like that. So I wish I could get him on, but um, he he couldn't. He wasn't feeling well enough tonight. But uh, closing thought is just like if you know, thank you. I I would never like like you said you know last year this time we were on here. It it means the world to me that enough people support me to still have me on a year later and still care and hear people ask questions and just like you hear that um, I even remember that I, I like horror and stuff like that. Like that's super cool and that that like means the whole world to me. And so I just want to thank everybody for supporting me and thank everybody for for being so cool because like nobody has to be cool. Everybody could be a jerk and just be like, oh those things suck. Just get them from this person or whatever. And and people so rarely do that, but. If you have been waiting for a long time for a belt, do me a big favor and just just reach out to the email and I, and I will try my best to get to it. Unless, of course, tomorrow or whenever this goes up, 800 people reach out to the email, then, then, <laughs> then I can't do anything about it. Awesome. Well, I was going to hit you with a closing question, but that was, that was really heartfelt and um, awesome. And please, you know, let Kevin know that we're thinking about him and uh, we're rooting kick for out. him. And uh yeah, and the Chick Foley show is is fully behind him. So, Dan, thank you so much for for being on with us again. Again, we we talked about before. We're gonna have to make this our December it's part of the Christmas tradition. Yeah, it's a Christmas tradition, house, you know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hang the stockings up, put the tree up, and we're gonna get Dan on for for an interview to Jeez. to give us a recap of everything that's happened in the the custom belt world yep. in the the previous year. So. Same time next year, we'll do it again, man. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks, Dan.